We are live playing Iron Sworn, <laughs> Eye of the Storm. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, life almost got in the way and we sh- we're going to show up late, but here we are. My hard drive wasn't <laughs> working and none of the graphics for, the, for this stupid thing were loading, but now it's working and we are good. And uh, oh. I am happy to be here with my friend Eli. Eli, thank you for showing up. Hey, what's up? Happy Tuesday. Yeah, happy Tuesday. <laughs> Thanks for coming and picking up the pieces uh, of last session. Breaking <laughs> my own heart. <laughs> what a doozy it was. Uh, let's see if I can recap it. I've actually not managed to update our, our document on our website. Uh, displayed below, by by the way, go to MDRP campaigns forward slash Ironsworn to read what happened in the past sessions. But wait until I update it for this one and the last one. Anyway. Uh, let's see if I can recall kind of what happened here. Um, so Ela employed half uh, our two characters that we've created. Uh, Ela asked him to bring his stormbird and go into the storm with her uh, to a location that she believed she would find her parents. It was uh, she would come to find a corrupted ice cavern and. Before they could enter the storm, putting on these iron suits that would protect them from the storm, uh, out from the storm emerged the giant uh, uh, frost dragon, uh, Heka, I think its name was, and it's, or Keha, Keha was the name. Keha, yeah. And it flew out and it swooped them up and it flew into the storm and it turned out to be an intelligent dragon and it also turned out to be also suffering from the fungus and it was basically asking Ela and half to find a way to cure him of it maybe to get rid of it in the entire cavern and he would help them and they began this quest heading down to this giant frozen cavern and things went bad immediately i think what happened was that there were these large ice uh uh uh, stalactites, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Those are the ones that come from the ceiling. Began yeah. falling, and 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 half and Ela got separated, and Ela sustained damage. She took harm. Audio. Okay, so Eli's audio is cursed. Let me um, mute <laughs> one of them, and I think I've solved the problem. So, you know, we're we're trying to have our dice rolls too, but it's kind of a pain mm-hmm. in the butt uh, sound wise. So. We might not have our dice rolls uh, today, but we're going to hear our lovely voices and it should be fine. So anyway, let me continue. (laughs) Um, uh, So Ela got knocked unconscious and just roll after roll was against her. It went from um, uh, it went from her being unconscious to a troll finding her to a uh, to being eaten by the troll and dying (laughs) And half oh, kind of man. coming upon the site and deciding that his short-term vow was to retrieve Ela, her remains, and to bring her back to the tribe. It was something he thought was important. And so he managed to do that. He got on his Stormbird and he got the hell out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. He went through the storm. Fortunately, he still had the suit on. He had the Stormbird. So he was able to reach 
the the eye of the storm and that's where he came upon the forecasters once again through a stroke of luck his friend Wulan was there where they had a, a you know, they reconnected and you know uh, half is just kind of taken in the fact that he let someone die on his watch he's a little beat up about it you know so we start the next day um I think it's been long enough that we should roll to see what direction the storm is moving. Uh, so, uh, Eli, on roll 20, go ahead and give us a D8 roll to see what we get. Kind of set the pace here. Okay, a 6. So, uh, 8, 7, 6. So, the storm is actually going to move east. For a long time, it's been moving kind of... Uh, northwest and for some reason it makes a detour oh, let me see is that correct hold on let me see it's a bit of a pain to do this that's too far bam and if I go back one more okay so that's where we started um, I'm gonna go here like this there we go okay that's west so, or excuse me, east. So we return east, and uh, you are traveling with the forecasters. You know, though, that they are not going to return to the tribe. That is not their job. Uh, you are going to head out. Are you going to go alone? Uh, what are you doing before you head out? Um, I think I'm... Do I have any supplies with me? Or am I am I good on supplies? Yeah, no, I'm that's good on a, supplies. That's a great question. D does it say on your character sheet that you're good? Yeah, it says I have four supplies, yeah, so supply I'll be four. good too. So I should be good to get back. I think the old. I think half would go alone um, with the with the Iron Bird, uh, with the Storm Bird, mm -hmm. um, and but though I think they are going to ask Wulan something before they leave and trek off. Um, I think he's just gonna, in Iron Speak, tell Wulan that um, that he's going back to the tribe, mm. but um, he's gonna ask if he should uh, seek him out afterwards. Seek Wulan out, or yeah, to to return back to the forecasters after he's done with his business with the tribe, or so. So you're saying? A... Go ahead. Because because half. Uh, uh, runs with the forecasters, right? He, we never really established that. We know that Wulon is someone who kind of took his place as a forecaster, if you remember. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So there was a little bit of resentment before in the past because of that. But but Half has always wanted to be kind of a ranger hunter, um, not necessarily on the front lines of the of the storm, though. Okay. Um, then never mind. Then then he's okay. just going to say that he's returning back to the tribe and okay. that. Um, he would uh he could uh actually say that he'll relay a message to the tribe about the moving to east because he'll be back yes. before the probably a bird yes that's great yeah exactly um so yeah so he'll he'll say he'll send a message to the tribe about uh heading eastward um I, I, and I, then head out gotcha i have to keep practicing my iron speak because i love <laughs> it so message right yeah message this is what i'm or i'm going back to uh, I'm is uh, when you you do a like a this and then you just yeah. to your chest. So, so I'm, I'm going send back. a message heading east. Uh huh. And, and, and the tribe <laughs> yeah. is two fingers. Uh, three fingers. Oh, three fingers. Okay, got it. Got yeah. it. All right. 
Uh, I can't wait till the point where we're just completely silently just messaging Dude, each other. it'll be the day. And everyone <laughs> in chat so is good. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you're heading back. Um, I think that because the storm has moved, mm-hmm. this is somewhat new territory. Uh, this is more like, because like the, if you look on the map, there are, there's like a small mountain range to like the south uh, east. And mm-hmm. this area is somewhat new because we traveled like through the mountains uh, previously. So yes. we're going to have to undertake a journey, I think, to to get back to the tribe, to find them. Maybe they're behind a little bit or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's undertake a journey. Let me grab my book. And we are going to roll for this. So... Where is it? This should be right in the front. There it is. So we're going to define how hard of a journey this is. I don't think I want to spend a ton of time worrying about this, right? So we are going to clear this. And we're just going to say that this is a troublesome journey. Which means that you're going to make three progress (laughs) on every... uh, on every success or whatever. Um, okay. So you're going to roll plus wits. And plus because three. of last session, uh, we ended where you had a plus one on your next roll. Uh, so yeah, go to summary. Summary. Summary right here. And then plus wits. And plus one on the modifier. Ah, we get. A weak hit, uh, a... Okay, that's that's still better than nothing. Uh, let me make a quick adjustment here. I want to make sure everyone can see these numbers. All right. So, on a weak hit, you reach a waypoint and mark progress, but you are going to suffer one supply. So, reduce okay. your supply to three. And under the uh, trip, we're going to mark three boxes of progress and we're going to find a waypoint. So I think the best thing to do is to roll for that. So go ahead and roll a D hundred. Thirty-one. You come upon a tree, which, you know, makes sense. You're, you're in a forested area, but let's get, let's get a little more detailed with this tree, right? Roll another D hundred, yeah. please. <laughs> what does this tree want? Well, yeah, hopefully it's not a malicious tree or something. Seventy six. A lush tree. You come Ooh. upon a lush tree. Um, I mean, we can be as lavish about this as we want, uh, in the sense that. Hell, you could come upon, like, the world tree, you know? It, it could be just about anything in that sense, you know? Unless you think of something else when you think of lush. I think of, like, I think of, like, um, like, have you ever seen a mango tree? Like, a giant, just, like, banyan-ish looking tree with just, like, a bunch of, like, different fruits. I feel like we don't get a lot of fruits mm. being being iron Ironlanders. Mm. Um I think it's hard to come by and they're rare to find. So I think it's like maybe it's a mango tree or a tree of that like 
yeah. adjacent, like it's, that it's, avocado It's tree. a lush uh, f- a fruit tree, and it's got something delicious like mango, uh, something, you know, very rare in the Ironlands, nonetheless, because the yes. Ironlands, I would imagine, are very cold and frigid and stuff. Mm-hmm. But there is this amazing tree. Now, um, what's going through Half's mind? I mean, obviously, this would be a lovely treat to bring home to the tribe, right? Yes, I think uh, I can maybe sweeten some bad news with some fruit. (laughs) I'm sorry for your loss. Here's some fruit. I'm sorry, Lou. Here's a fruit basket. She would have have wanted you to have this fruit basket. Um, I think this is a cool idea. I'd like this. Uh, You should probably face danger, though, because... You know, surely this incredibly, it it almost seems like it's an enchanted tree or a magical Mm -hmm. tree. Maybe it's an illusion of some kind. Nonetheless, I would, yeah, yeah, I would say magic tree or there's somebody who also enjoys those mangoes and doesn't want me to have those mangoes. And it's going to be real mad about me. I hope there's some monkeys (laughs) in the tree. They're going to start attacking half or something. The tree itself. (laughs) Like Wizard of Oz. Yes, exactly. Just smacks your hand. Okay, so you're going to face danger. How are you doing this with edge, with heart, with iron, with shadow, or with wits? Mm, I think I want to use maybe shadow. Be like, try to just be quick about it. Just jump up on there, just grab as many as I can, and then just, like, dip. Okay, so you're you're going for, I'm just going to get up there, grab as many as I can in one swoop. I'm not going to be searching around, and I'm going to try mm-hmm. to hide in the shadows of the tree to, to, to do this as quickly as possible. Yeah, Go ahead and roll plus shadow, and let's see how you do. You've got a decent shadow. Okay. Yes. Strong hit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are successful. You may take plus one momentum. So your momentum's going up to five, or excuse me, to six. And what does it look like? Describe to me, you know, m- monkeys steal the peach from the tree. You know, what does that look like? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think half is this, uh, like, riding. I'm imagining we're we're beyond where we can ride our, we can ride our storm bird, right? I don't see why not. Why Why couldn't you? No, just asking if we if we've earned the respect of the Stormbird enough to ride him. I think that's part of this face danger role, and yeah, you succeeded. Okay. So yeah, so like yeah, so he, he like it's rides up. Too, on, yeah, he rides up. Yeah, we both see it. We both know that we got maybe like a couple more hours to get to the tribe, and we just hear our like stomach growl, and we just look at each other. We see the tree. So like House is gonna kind of stretch a little bit, and he's gonna use uh, the Stormbird as leverage nice. to jump up onto the tree. So he's gonna just swiftly jump from the bird up on the tree, pull himself up, start shaking like just a branch mm-hmm. to just allow all of the uh, just all the bushels of the fruit just to fall down. And the Stormbird's like grabbing one uh, in the process as all these fruits fall down, and eventually he just jumps down and starts gathering as many of the fruit that he knocked on the floor. Yeah, and I would assume and... the, the Stormbird has, like, pouches on its side that he's, he's filling yeah. up. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, you, 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 you take a nice haul here of, of these fruits, and uh, you, you, you feel like you've got what you need. Um, I think that undertaking a journey and, and continuing is the most sensible thing, huh? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. You've already made camp. Yeah, yeah, that makes the most sense. So go ahead and roll plus wits. And this time you are not going to add plus one. Oh, no. Let's see how you do. 
Oh no! <laughs> Aramis, okay. Uh, we ate the fruit. <laughs> Aramis, you are waylaid by a perilous event. Pay the price. Um, roll a. Before you roll a d100, you know, if something comes to mind as to, like, what's the most sensible thing, we can always just do that. So, like, if you have something in mind. But otherwise, we can roll the d100 to see, like, what price we have to pay. I feel like bad fruit isn't a perilous thing. It feels like something, like, environmental. Well, it could Um, be perilous if it poisons a bunch of people who eat it. True. I mean, the Stormbird ate the ate a fruit for sure. And I would say that half would probably eat one along the way. Oh, shit. Um, so where, where are we? Are we, are we still like in like a, like a, like a craggy, like mountainous area? So if you were standing where we are, which is in the middle of the flower shape here of the hexagons, Mm -hmm. um, you're in forest. It's pretty heavy forest, uh, to the south of you and the east of you, you can see a mountain range that the tribe once kind of climbed over. And it looks like to the Northeast, there's another kind of small patch of mountains, um, but, but we're we're le- but we're at least not like heading towards like the rim of the storm though. We're uh, if anything, you would be coming from you're coming from the uh, the north, so you're heading south anyway. Yeah, so so yeah. okay, yeah. See, the only thing I can think about is like maybe like tripping balls on some fruit and uh, then yeah. heading in the wrong heading in the wrong direction. <laughs> okay. okay. I think that the miss is going to represent you and the bird not starting to feel good after eating these mm-hmm. fruit. I think you need to endure harm. Okay. Um, and then we'll think about how we want to have the storm bird uh, react to this as well. Either way, you're going to either roll. Um, so you're going to take a, a, a minus one to your health. Okay. Uh, as you feel poisoned a little bit by this fruit. Maybe even uh, having visual hallucinations of some kind but now you're either going to roll health or you're going to roll iron whichever is higher i think your health is higher my health is higher roll that health and let's see what you get okay a week a week hit on a week hit you press on i think what's going to happen is you're going to have gotten sick you pull over to the side you and the bird (laughs) shit and and puke and just like you know take eight hours to trip balls on this uh super (laughs) super psychedelic fruit and um i think time has been wasted is is kind of the the biggest problem uh and you have not yet completed your journey and you you have not yet made any more progress on your journey right so we're still kind of only three check marks in Okay. So let's go ahead and continue to undertake a journey unless you do, you'd like to do something like secure an advantage, something mm. like that. No, I think we can just press on, though half is going to take all of those fruit out of that bag and just start eating it somewhere <laughs> into the woods. Got after it. He, after he wakes up, like sweaty and cold and just upset. Be- behind half will be a trail of like, like, like ball tripping animals. You know, there's going to be hor- wolves and uh, all kinds of things. Um, that will be the next denizen. <laughs> um, so, yes, you're undertaking a journey. You rolled plus wits, right? Yeah, yes. looks like you did. That was a weak hit. You are going to reach a new waypoint. You're going to mark progress, but suffer one supply. So your supply is going to go to two. Uh, whoops, that is not two. what I should have done. 
Um, I'm going to bring you up three marks. Okay, so now we're up to six. Uh, but we're going to find another waypoint. So we can either um, roll on the location or we could just roll something more random like a settlement trouble or uh, a, 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 a mystic backlash or something like that. Major Ooh, plot twist. What? I like plot twist or mysticness. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d hundred. Let's see what mystic backlash we come upon. A fifty-nine. Okay. So this is interesting. You lose your connection to magic for a day or so and cannot perform rituals. The problem is this half doesn't have any rituals. Unless you can interpret this in some other way, we can maybe ignore it or roll again or something like that. One second. What is his... He does do a little magic. You know, his combat talent is more flavored than anything, but um, his bird who shines whenever it eats uh, metal. Perhaps it stops shining uh, whenever it eats uh, metal. Mm. And that's how he notices maybe he's in a like a magic dead zone or something like that. Yeah. You think like that's that. interesting? Um, it is, but... It's not particularly interesting for half. He's a bit more of a yeah. smashy smashy. Just roll another D hundred and let's see what the other possible mystic backlash could be. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You destroy an important object. Fuck. <laughs> Which half's hammer has been destroyed more times and by more players than I can think of. So. <laughs> Maybe uh, maybe that's not destroyed. Uh, you know, uh, again, we can ignore this or we can um, go back to yeah. the previous idea. Let's, yeah, let's just press on. Let's, let's just, yeah, let's just continue our journey. Okay, so I'm going to say that, you know, this iron bird, which likes to eat iron or storm bird, excuse me. You know, normally when you feed it iron, it glows and it's this really mm -hmm. kind of odd effect. And you're just kind of passing through this patch of woods when... The stormbird stops glowing, and 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 half is not sure, so he feeds the the stormbird a little more iron, but nothing happens, and he just realizes, kind of looking at the area, and maybe there's a sensation that it's almost feels like a magical dead zone of some kind. I feel like that would be interesting, and it might even be interesting to mark on the map. I'm just gonna very quickly um, put a little put a little note here. Uh, I think half is super bummed about it because he probably uses the the glowing of the stormbird for like at night and stuff like that, just like a nice faint glow to tr as he travels. Yes, and and now he's like feeding it over and over again all the like the rest of his iron and just yeah. like it's not working, and now he's got to actually light a torch and like carry an actual flame with him <laughs> for that's, a few hours. <laughs> that's a great point. That's that's exactly it, and and I think that. Um... Uh, he also thinks, gee, this is something that uh, that girl, Ela probably would have really been interested in. Mm -hmm. But uh, she'll never be able to enjoy it. Never. Uh, never. Okay, one sec. There we go. I'm just trying to reduce the size of it a little bit. Ah, it's not working. Forget it. All right, we're, we're pressing on. There's a magical dead zone. Uh, we press on. Let's roll plus wits to see what happens next. 
Let's go home. Holy shit. No. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I just want to go home. <laughs> you are going to mark progress, which means you're going to go from uh, six to nine, which is basically at home. Uh, reduce your supply by one. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you reach another waypoint. Now, I think that because it's taken a little bit of time, do you want to either roll for the storm's movement or do you want to um, uh, roll for what waypoint you reach first? Uh, let's roll for movement okay. of the storm. All right, roll a d8 and let's see what direction the storm is now moving. One, true north. It's going to go straight north. So those mountains to the south disappear. Dude, this is crazy. Uh, the, the area where Ela's parents were, this frozen cavern, reemerges from, from the storm. Um, Fuck. You are heading <laughs> north following the storm, trying to track the tribe, and you realize, oh shit, the storm is also moving uh, north now. The tribe, in fact, is going to come across the frozen cavern. Like, if it keeps moving north, that's the next hex they're going to come across. So it is imperative we get to them as soon as possible. <laughs> we need to find the tribe. So <laughs> with that said, let's let's roll a D100 to find out what kind of waypoint we come across. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's something important. Maybe it's everything. It's <laughs> 41. Uh, would you like the location or the description of the location? Describe the location. Okay. The the location is Savage. Ah! <laughs> Something savage. Roll another D hundred and let's find out how, how savage. savage. <laughs> Gonna be so 58. savage. <laughs> oh my god! No, what is it, Sergio? No! It's a savage <laughs> village. You come upon a savage village. Oh shit, my foot massager oh. just turned on. Hold on. Okay, it's off now. A savage village. Oh no. Yeah. So is this like cannibals? Is this like some crazy lost to the storm group? You know, what 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 is it? Do you, you do you need help? We we we've we've, uh, we've established that there are like defectors or like people who reject tribe life, so- right? Where we settled on the Iron Defectors is that their philosophy is we'd rather wait all of eternity in the storm for it to inevitably end. Like, at some point, it's got to end. We're just going to stay in the storm until it ends instead of, like, living through generations, suffering. So, But savage souls are more proactive. Yeah, savage village. This could be, like, Ironlanders that never, you know, got a chance to go into the eye and, and... uh, you know, maybe they're like literally just you know, you know, we we could paint them however we want, but they're not friendly. I like the cannibal idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So reavers, I like the cannibal idea a lot. So we're thinking basically yeah. reavers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we need to figure out whether half sees them first or whether they see half first. Um. It's either face danger or um, 
Uh, what else? We can possibly secure an advantage. I think that there's almost like a simpler role that could happen to determine this. Um, let's look at moves real quick. Uh, uh, we could ask the Oracle and say... Does half come upon this village first, or do they come upon him first? 50-50. Yeah, let's 50-50. Okay. All right, so 51 or greater, half comes upon them and has the advantage of being aware of them. Ooh, okay. Oh, my God. So <laughs> describe the scene as, as half finds this savage village. I think... Half's been spending a while because we're in that we're still kind of in that magic dead zone uh, or like on the ending of it. So yeah. he's still trying to figure out like what's up with uh, with the iron bird with the storm bird. Maybe like also kind of just like like checking him, like patting him, trying to see if he'll just like armor will turn on. He's never had to deal with it. Uh huh. But, but I think like as he gets just on the outskirts of that and then the bird just starts to illuminate again after he gets out of that magic field. He starts to just see like the notions of like village life. Mm. But the most, the first thing he sees is like some like entryway or some like marker in the woods and stuff like that. That's just made of like a fucking skull yeah. <laughs> and like crossbones yeah. and like feathers. It's like dripping in blood. And like, like now that the storm has passed over, like it's shedding like the iron bits off of it and stuff like that. So it's just like this really crude old bone looking sign that kind of marker heads the, the area of this, this village and it, it puts him off. Yeah. So maybe he, he knows that the village is here, but he hasn't necessarily seen these villagers. He just, you know, he sees yeah. their, the, their skulls and their warning signs. So I think the most sensible thing is half needs to face danger to get out of this area. But if he succeeds, he will be clear and he could make his way home. So go ahead and all right, how are you moving? I assume with stealth. Yes, I'm <laughs> as soon as that, I think he'll try to cover the storm bird to like dim the light even more a little bit. Yeah. And then try to to proceed cautiously. Okay, roll plus shadow. And let's see how we do. Okay, a weak hit. On a weak hit, you succeed, but you are going to face a troublesome cost. You may choose one. Uh, you are delayed. You lose advantage or face a new danger. You're going to suffer one momentum. You're going to endure harm, endure stress, endure supply. Uh, or that's it. Yeah. So of those options, which do you think is the most sensible? I feel like endure stress would oh, be a sure, good one. Sure. Um. As he's, he doesn't necessarily, I don't think he, I don't think half knows what that symbol means, like the people who are behind it, but he's, he knows danger omens enough to know that that's not a good thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> so he's trying to tiptoe his way out of here. <laughs> this is all new to him uh, and it's terrifying. Yeah. So you're going to reduce your spirit by one. And you are going to then roll either spirit or heart, whichever is higher of yours. Now they are the same. Okay. So I will go with heart. Okay. Oh, nothing but heart. Here we go. Heart. Oh, no! no. <laughs> Boy, and you know, your, your, your momentum is pretty decent, but it's not decent enough, unfortunately. On a miss, you are going to suffer 
one momentum. So your momentum's going to go to five. If you are zero spirit, something happens, but that's not going to happen. Um, uh, you must mark, you must, okay. Roll on the following table. Roll a D hundred. Roll a D hundred. Nothing good. See, I don't know. 61. Okay. 61. You persevere. So persevere. it is daunting, terrifying. You know, the, the farther into this forest you go, probably the more horrifying uh, the leftovers. People hung, people flayed, you know, just horrible things. Uh, but you manage to get out of the area. Now, you have nine progress on this journey. Would you like to bring this to a close? <laughs> Yes, I would love to bring okay. this to a close. I would love to get out of here. <laughs> roll, a, uh, roll 2d10, and as long as they are under 9, you will succeed. You are reaching your destination. Oh, one, two, yeah, I only rolled one. Sorry, let me roll the other one. A 3 and a 5, both of those under 9. That's a strong hit. Uh, you reach your destination, and you may either make another move and add plus one, or take plus one momentum. Um, so you could come straight I'll into town add... and attempt to do something at a plus one. Or take the momentum. Um, no, I'll just take the momentum. Okay, cool. Momentum goes up. You finally return uh, to the tribe. Uh, it's been a day or so, a couple days, but you've managed to get to them. They are heading north as the storm is. What's the first move for Half? I think Half has to settle his uh, main business, which is returning uh, uh, whatever remains we've required um, to, to somebody. Yeah. Um, who, though? So here's the thing. On your main page, there is a vow. Return Ela's remains to the tribe. I have mm -hmm. added some progress because you've made it back to the tribe, which is a total of six. Mm -hmm. You still have to roll to fulfill this vow. The good news is that if you miss, it's just basically like a complication where someone asks something of you. But yeah. you could right now fulfill this vow and earn a little bit of XP in the process as well. Um, yeah, I would love to fulfill the vow okay. get this off, uh, off half. Okay, so what that means is you're going to roll 2d10, but they both have to be under six. Okay. And, and perhaps the outcome will determine what it's like returning the remains. Six. And a five. And a five. That, uh, well, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry, two threes. Oh, two I threes. Oh, even better. Wow, that's a strong hit. That's amazing. Um, so your quest is complete. You are going to mark experience. Uh, you are going to gain two experience. So your experience is going to go from one to three at the top there. Explain to me on a strong hit, what does returning Ela's remains look like? Who, do, who, who does half return it to? I think because Elia is technically an orphan, he would go to the leaders of the tribe um, and present whatever remains or the effects that Half had collected um, to them. Um, I think he would express um, 
what had happened, um, what he had found in the husks, um, and and then hand over that affair for them to to give it a, a proper burial or to start the rites of of um, whatever they needed to do. Yeah. yeah, I think without a doubt, who would walk up to you was Servin, uh, Ela's mm-hmm. friend. Uh, I would imagine Servin is destroyed over the fact that the last time he spoke to Ela was on bad terms, uh, mm-hmm. and now she's dead. Um, the man with the iron face, you know, just having tears running down the mask. Uh, I think Adon, her master, would also approach Half and probably even accost him a little bit. You know, why didn't you protect her? Why didn't you um, keep her safe? Uh, you know, just a mm-hmm. lot of anger being projected onto Half. I'm going to ask that Half endure stress because okay. of it. Um as Adon is not an easy guy to put up with. So you are going to uh, reduce your spirit by one. So your spirit should go to one. And you're going to need to roll heart. Heart. As that is higher than your spirit currently is. Okay, a weak hit. On a weak hit, you press on. So... You know, you're once again half is kind of sensitive when 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 the leaders of the tribe kind of yell at him and stuff, as it's happened on more than one occasion. But uh, nonetheless, he's a little shaken by it, but he, you know he's able to press on after Adon. Um, it's the evening. Uh, does half warn them about we should not head north, regardless of what happens? Um. Yeah, I think half would mention the the formidable danger, like seeing the the fungus. What what he saw through his perspective, um, it would be incredibly unwise of him to not mention uh, that to the tribe at least for them to make a decision. And you know, the frozen cavern isn't the entire hex; they could always go around it. But the the other problem yeah. is the damn dragon. There's yeah, a dragon that's who's the biggest probably problem. inevitably going to go after them. In fact, I mean, who's to say that that dragon isn't going to leave that hex, uh, you know, looking mm-hmm. for half? So that's that's really the trouble. So so now the question becomes, does the tribe go around? Does it head east or, or west? What, how, what do you think we do? And, and do we need to ask the Oracle to kind of find the true answer? I think maybe we'll ask the Oracle, but I think there is a general consensus that going towards that area, especially with the fungus, especially with the dragon, may pose a big threat to to the tribe, at least to like the the average tribesman or okay. like the or elderly or family. You know, somebody will get affected by it, so we we might have to find a a, a safe route around. Gotcha. So uh, first thing for me, roll a d hundred. We're going to ask the Oracle, we're going to say that there is a small chance, meaning very unlikely, that the tribe wants to press on straight north. 91 or greater, and we are, uh, uh, yes, it's not happening. The answer is yes, if it's 91 or greater, that was not. So, they agree, we can't head north. Uh, Left or right, basically, is the decision. Um, Do we just do 50-50 on left or right? Let's yeah, let's do 50/50. Okay. Let's see where it goes. 51 or greater, what direction? You want to go west or east? Uh 51 or greater, let's go east. Okay. Go ahead and roll a d100. 51 or greater, we're going east. We're going east. 
Okay, so this little um, kind of brown area that has a single mountaintop, um, how do you envision what that area is? That's the area that the tribe is deciding to move into. Uh, what what does that say to you? Is there just I mean, it's a, a single mountain? Yeah. Yeah, it's a single peak. Well, the, the hex represents it that way. I mean, it could be a small mountain range as opposed to like a larger mountain range. And it's also just in that one hex. So maybe it is just one big peak. When I see, when I think of one peak, I think of like a volcano or something like of that, like a dormant volcano or something that's just a a pillar. I love the idea of a big single peak that is possibly a dormant volcano. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, they decide otherwise it's pretty flat. It's pretty arid. And maybe we can get... Uh, you know, get through there and the dragon won't go in that direction. It was a, a, an ice dragon of sorts, so maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. like this area. Um, so they head east. Okay. So we decided that and okay, now what do we do? Um, well, go ahead. I think that because it's off the usual, like, path and or it requires deviation from the typical path that the tribe usually sets out i would say that we would need to find maybe like send someone event like first through that area to make sure it's safe um so that might be something a, a forecaster could do okay um to secure the tribe's progression forward is is the right way to go since there is some time so we're we're at the point now where half could do that he could swear an iron vow to do that or we could roll up a new character that would be taking charge in this endeavor i think we should roll a new character i think we should we should pull i think we should get a forecaster in the mix and send a posse of forecasters out to secure uh safe passage nice. for the tribe I, I i like the way that the narrative has has taken us here so we're gonna yes. do that uh in the meantime we will take a short break quick five minute break and we will be back to create this new character with eli yes. all right <laughs>
All right. We are back. Half is back. Half made it back through kind of an interesting journey. I like that first half of our game. Um, I, made, I made sure on the map to mark uh, the Savage Village and the Dead Zone, the Magic Dead Zone. Uh, oh, and that Savage Village could have gone gone yeah. places. Uh, I'm, so, I'm so glad we didn't go there. Had we rolled poorly on like uh, uh, coming home or fulfilling your vow, maybe we could have said like they the tribe had gone through the Savage Village. Uh, but I, I just like pictures. <laughs> One of those horror films where, like, you're just walking through the woods and they just all, they're, like, hidden in the trees. <laughs> and they just all appear out of nowhere. It just becomes Iron Sworn Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Terrible. So, but... <laughs> we decided at the end of our break, or at the beginning of our break, excuse me, that we were going to roll up a new character. Um, yeah. I created the character sheets. We don't have a name yet, but, you know, we can decide that. Uh, the way I like to do it is I like to choose the assets first and mm -hmm. then kind of choose the uh, the attributes next. So there are three um, assets that you begin with. Mm -hmm. And you can decide if you want to start with a companion, a path, a combat talent, or a ritual uh, um, for this I don't person. see the, the new character sheet, Serge. Um, let me make sure that I am sharing it with everybody. Uh, in players' journals, everyone, all players, there we go. It should show oh. up now. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Beautiful. Um... So under assets, uh, there are these four options for the character, and you can have up to three. You said you wanted to create a forecaster. Yes. So, you know, having a path would make sense. Having a combat talent would make sense. Um. Okay, that I'm sorry. That character sheet just says bio and info, and it's blank. Huh? There's no um. There's no character sheet tab at the top. No, there's no character sheet tab at the top. Mm, let's see. Let's share. Yeah. Let's see. Edit. All players can see it. Can edit it and control by all players. Oh, roll twenty, you scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you should see the character sheet now. See it? Huzzah, yes. Huzzah! Huzzah! Okay. So, with the uh, the idea in mind that we're creating this character, what, what what's an asset you'd like to choose first for um, this possible forecaster? I think definitely let's pick a weapon. Okay, we're going to go combat talent. There are, real quick, one, two, three, four, five, six... There's 14 of them, so roll a d20, and we just won't count anything higher than 14. Just re-roll anything above a 14. Roll it again. We're ignoring that one. A three. So we're going to go three in, one, two, three, brawler. If you are unarmed nice. or fighting with a non-deadly weapon, like a club or something, I'd assume... Uh, one oh, of yeah. now you don't necessarily have to start with just this one select. You can choose any of these to start with. Mm -hmm. So the first option here says when you secure an advantage using iron by engaging in close quarters brawling, you may add plus one. If you score a hit, you may inflict extra harm. Mm -hmm. The next option when you use an unarmed attack or simple weapon to strike with deadly intent, add plus two and inflict two harm on a hit. On a weak hit, 
you suffer one momentum in addition to any other outcome of the move. So it's kind of like a you pay a little bit of a price for dealing extra damage. And then finally, mm -hmm. when you face danger or clash against a brawling attack, add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. I like that last one. Yeah, I lot. like that last one too. So anytime you for a yeah, I think for a forecaster facing danger would be a a common thing. Yeah, totally. So when you face danger or clash against a brawling attack, so remember that that something has to be attacking you. Oh, all, I see. you know, yeah. I'll count like a wolf. That's like a physical attack, right? Mm -hmm. Add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. Okay, cool. So we have our combat talent. This is some kind of brawler forecaster. Uh, we're going to add another combat talent. What is another one that you'd like to choose? Oh, I can pick two out of that list. You can pick a total of three. No, 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 no. So we're going to now choose a new asset besides Brawler. You can okay. choose another combat talent if you want, but you only get three uh, assets. No, uh, I would like to pick a, a path. That makes sense. Uh, I'm going to assume there's a lot of paths. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. We'll say that there's, I mean, there's close to 20. Roll a d20, mm -hmm. and let's see what you get. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Empowered is what's here. It says here, title lineage. You can give yourself some kind of lineage. When you sojourn and score a weak hit or miss, you may claim the right of hospitality warranted by your title or lineage. If you do, roll all dice again and add plus one. On a miss, you are refused and your presumption causes significant new trouble. <laughs> so this is like, this is kind of like the, um, there's like a royalty or something in D&D, &D, like a background, you know? Yeah, like a noble background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of like a noble background. Um, it's interesting. Uh, or if, prestige, like lineage, like you know, some I would assume, like in terms of like a tribesman, like especially with a brawler background, it would be like some renowned warriors, like kid or something like that. Okay, <laughs> or someone synonymous with somebody who actually has title or worth, maybe. Well, you know, we've always um, we've always said that there's got to be art in this tribe. I mean, surely there's sports too. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't boxing be a sport? And could this person mm -hmm. simply be a, a famous boxer, you know, an, an unbeatable sportsman of some kind? Yeah. Um, totally. Do you like that? Or do you like the, the idea of this person, you know? No, I, I, I like that because that gives weight to the, the brawling and stuff like that. Because I imagine on some level, a test of prowess is a, a, a thing. Um. And he might be even somebody who's more of like serving the tribe in terms of like hunting and gathering and stuff like that. Kills shit with like bare hands. Mm. Uh, overall, like legend. Like, <laughs> so his title. Uh, what would be his title? You know, Iron Fists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that. <laughs> we'll, we'll call him Iron Fist for now. We'll call him Iron Fist for now. <laughs> so when you sojourn. Uh, taking a break and resting with your community, uh, basically, it's very hard to to miss. Uh, uh, you you, uh, you may claim the right of hospitality, and you I think you roll again and add plus one. And if you miss again, then something really mm -hmm. bad happens. But basically, it kind of helps ensure that you will always be able to sojourn wh wherever you are. Um, 
because of your famous name. I like this. I like this kind of popular like Rocky Balboa character. You know, maybe <laughs> there's more to him than just being a, a, a person, or excuse me, a, a, a boxer. We have one more asset to have. Um, mm. It can be a companion. It can be a ritual. It can be another path or another combat talent. I like um, the paths because the path, more than anything else, kind of defines the character. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do one more path. Okay. Because that 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 first path was really really yeah. sweet. Yeah, it was interesting, right? Uh, again, roll a d twenty and let's see what happens. D twenty. A three? Oh, whoa! One, two, three. Banner sworn. Once you mark a bond with a leader or faction, when you swear an iron vow to serve your leader or faction on a mission, you may re-roll any dice. When you fulfill your vow and mark experience, take plus one to that experience. Wow. So you are a uh, you are loyal to you know whatever organization uh, you know you are you are willing to simp for this organization. Um, but when you swear an iron vow and you succeed on that, you gain more experience than if you uh, uh, had not done, had not used this or not had that path. Is that interesting to you? That's fucking mad interesting because okay. I have an idea. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um, it says name here. W what do you think your allegiance is towards? My, I think this dude's allegiance has got to be towards Ada and the Ironmongers. Oh. Uh. Ironmongers. I think he out. might even be one of the best and brightest the Ironmongers have to offer. Oh, so are you saying maybe he's like a blacksmith? Um, yeah, maybe like a blacksmith, or that would be interesting. On on top of that, yeah, because um, I feel like he, he's got the fighting thing covered, but I think it would be interesting if he was, you know, good at like making smithing weapons and stuff. Like he's like all around just useful for the tribe. Mm. Uh. So yeah, I, I like that idea that he's also like a, a blacksmith and he's forging iron. Um, but I think he, uh, but yeah, I think he's also um, allegiance towards Ada and her cause and her goals. Okay, cool. I like that we are kind of taking on the ironmonger perspective uh, with this character. So th th we could start with that first option or you can choose one of the other two. It all seems to be related to being with the tribe and, and uh, doing things with your tribesmen. Mm -hmm. When you sojourn or make camp in the company of your bannerkin, you may add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. Mm, I don't think that will work. Let's do the last one because okay. being a being a forecaster, they can carry that banner with them into battle just by carrying it on their persons. When you enter the fray bearing your banner, add plus one and take plus one momentum on a hit. That's cool, awesome. I think that's a great idea. Okay, so we've chosen the assets of our character. They are a empowered brawler that is banner sworn to the Ironmongers. Let's choose the assets. Um, you can have one, excuse me, let's choose the attributes. One can be a three, two can be two, and two of them can be one. I think iron for sure should be our strongest one. Got it. Um, Whoops, never mind. So here we go. So iron is becoming three. 
I think his heart should be two. Yeah, that makes sense. As well as his edge. Okay. Shadow and wits being the lowest. Yeah. I think that makes sense. This is a physical person, you know, someone who, you know, has made his life from the sweat of his brow and, mm-hmm. um, you know, has taken every punch as well as given every punch. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, cool. Um, what is next is we need to create some bonds with this character, uh, at least three. They mm-hmm. can be, um, you know, something simple or we can fill it in at a later time. Uh, but do you think this person has any family or any anyone that's close to him or them? Yeah, I think this dude should have some family. I think, I think since, like, lineage is important um, and stuff like that, I think he should at least have, a, a like, a child or a son. Um, especially since, since with, like, tribe rules, I think the tribe would allow him to expand ah, the family. Totally. He would be one of the few, in fact, who, who have the honor of uh, having children. So he's got a son. You want to roll for that son's name? Yes, okay, please. Okay, roll a d100. Eighty-two. Quinn. Q-U-I-N-N. Quinn. He's so cute. So your son, <laughs> Quinn, and he's, um, you know, he's located in the tribe. He's located in your private tent uh, or, you know, wherever you kind of rest. Um mm-hmm. Would you like to describe this kid or want to roll for it? Or do, would you have an idea in your head? Um, I'd like, I want to roll for it. Cause I like, I like the idea of the, the dice adding some flavor to roll it. Roll a D hundred. We're going to look at the character descriptors. Hot tempered. Okay. Quinn is that hot makes, tempered. That makes kind of sense. Why dealing he, with a dad. Yeah, yeah. Deal, dealing with a dad who's a fighter, who's who's always, you know, putting himself forward like that. I think he would be quick, or he, like, takes on that, like, attribute. You know, kind of like in Thor, the first Thor, where he's just, like, a hot-headed, like, I gotta fight and kill anybody, and that's what makes me great. He, that's, he's like, trying the to attitude. live up to his dad, basically. Living up to his dad's standards, but doing it in a in a... Not as an ideal way. Not in a way that right. maybe our guy did. So I get the impression also that, that maybe Quinn's a little bit older? Or do you like the idea of this like little little kid, like a little nine-year-old trying to punch people and stuff? That's also fun as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he's got to be uh, maybe like no older than like 13. Okay. So he's not even like quite like even like physically developed. He's, you know, but he's got like the tenacity and he's like... Also carrying his dad's name, so like pe- like other snotty kids in the tribe are like constantly challenging. Yeah, him, so yeah, like kids challenge fight. him. Yeah, kids pick on him. You know, he he he's he's got to live up to his dad's name whether he wants to or not. So he's a little mm-hmm. hot tempered about it. Okay, I like this character. Cool. So we've got uh, his son Quinn. Um, would he have a wife? Is the wife still around? Uh, yes wife wife someone someone needs a wife so we're gonna <laughs> wife up our our character here roll a d100 and let's find out their name or would you like to find out their disposition first Ooh, let's let's do disposition okay 
roll a d100 and let's see what we get. 64. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you two options here. The character descriptor says dying. The character disposition says desperate. (laughs) They are either desperate or they are dying. In some ways, those are kind of the same. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if they're desperate, they're not necessarily desperate for his attention. Maybe they're desperate for to get out of the relationship. Maybe they're desperate Mm -hmm. to, you know, because now I'm thinking of uh, now that I've got like this boxer in my mind, I'm thinking of Raging Bull. And, and, you know, that character's life uh, was pretty chaotic uh, and awful. I I also go that other route where he's like just a giant like himbo like guy that the swings and like he's got like that sweet nice lady Absolutely. in his life that like yes. sweetens his soul and then like she's on like she's dying. I, and I, then, I think like, we're creating has... Forrest Gump basically. Um, <laughs> yes. This this guy's his Jenny is dying and yes. he hopes maybe one day he could he could you know solve her 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 death i mean this is an easy or we could go we could go to uh we could go uh, what's his name uh freeze from fucking yeah yeah. where where he's like i gotta save my wife oh so maybe maybe yeah maybe his idea is i need to take her into the storm so that she can be preserved or something or there's something out there because he's technically a forecaster um so there might be something out there that he might be able to find um that might cure her or, you know, alleviate. You know, this is an interesting contradiction because he's got a kid and a wife, but he's a forecaster. It seems like a lot for a forecaster, no? Yeah, true. I I mean, I don't know. I'm wondering if maybe the story is that a group of people need to go scout ahead and they bring along our character because he's just so reliable and and amongst that group can be forecasters you know what i mean but this this doesn't seem like a forecaster anymore right no 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 you're absolutely right okay so Um, he has a dying wife is her name jenny what's the name of the character no we we should roll we should roll for a name all right (laughs) fine roll a d100 and let's find out what this character's name is and if it's zero zero, I get to name her Jenny. Sixty-two. Okay. <laughs> Sixty-two. Uh, oh, where'd all the names go? Here we go. Every name is Jenny. Alba. <laughs> Alba. Alba. A L B A. That's cute. So Alba, his dying wife, uh, oh. who is located in the tribe. Um. Mm-hmm. So it definitely seems like this is a possible vow. Um, what is she dying of? Is she is she dying of old age? Is she dying of some kind of strange disease? Yeah, I think it's something that like you know, because uh, I, I feel like he's not super old. Um, I think he's still kind of like in his prime, but like on the tra- uh, yeah. on like the tail end of his prime. Um, uh, I kind of so- like the idea of like you know Samson being very powerful i'm just using the example of the Mm -hmm. mythical samson and then there being this opposite like this frail fragile wife you know that he loves yeah he's he's taking care of her like a like a dying sparrow or something i feel like part of me like feels that like she's been kind of this way all of her life she's been kind of frail kind of sickly and stuff like that but she's very sweet but that now whatever it is is starting to just really start to complicate So from experience, the last couple of days I've been moving and um, the dust 
has made my breathing really difficult and moving and cleaning and doing anything mm-hmm. while you're like <gasps> is yeah. so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so what if poor Alba has lived her whole life with like, you know, a weak lung or something that has always kind of kept her behind. But here's what I wanted to find with you. Why hasn't the tribe just left her by? She's got to be capable enough or something. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I feel like maybe the tribe would have been like, I think, nice enough to allow her to live to a certain point in her life before considering maybe she's too weak to be constantly caring for. But I I feel like it's also our character's like status. Like he fell in love with her. He's kind of the reason why she's able to continue because like he in some way makes up Mm. for her inability to contribute to the tribe. Um, And because of that reason, the tribe allows it. And maybe what it is is that she travels, you know how we have these kind of caravans and stuff. Maybe she travels in the the mobile forge not inside it i'm saying like on top of it like where the mm-hmm. where the where the cattle and the horses draw it maybe she sits there and so she doesn't have to walk and and tire herself the way other yeah. ironlanders have to i what if to to add to this like you know monster and beauty kind of thing what if um she was a beautiful singer but like you know can't sing very loud but like the tribe gathers around to listen to her but you know it's just a whisper yeah. right she has just enough kind of strength it. to sing but she has a beautiful voice and that's also one of the reasons why our character fell in love with her um hell yes i love it and rides along uh with the mobile furnace that this character works for okay great two amazing characters uh, boy, she did survive childbirth because Quinn's around. That's impressive. Um, she's a fighter. She's a fighter. Um, we have a final character that we need to have a bond with. Perhaps it's with a forecaster that we are with. Um, yeah, totally. Someone that has asked you to come along. Yeah, no, that would be great. Okay, so they are a forecaster who is friends with our main character. Let's roll a D hundred real quick and find out their name. Twelve. Ellie. Ellie. E L L I. Do you have any thoughts about Ellie? You want to roll for Ellie? Her disposition or maybe their character? Um, yeah, let's roll. I just hope how, it's not, like, mean. How about this? Let's do a character goal. Maybe they have a, a, a unique goal uh, that can help Ooh, us like shape that. them. So roll a d100. 34. To seize power is their goal. Hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to mean the entire tribe. It could mean they want to seize power amongst their forecaster friends. Maybe they're tired of the current leader of the forecasters or something along those mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe they're like a, maybe a second in command or somebody who was overlooked for uh, like uh, advancement uh, in like that, that four man group yes. that they all have when right. they travel. Right. Um, so they were hoping to be like the point man or something like that wasn't able to. So now they're seeking to, to run point, uh, of their group. And, and obviously, you know, bringing our main character on 
is part of that kind of getting in good. Like, hey, my friend who is super mm-hmm. dependable and very powerful is going to uh, help us. So uh, yeah. bringing in... Maybe even the reason why they he brings, a, brings him along for this mission anyways, not necessarily for his skill, but like just his status alone and be like... Just to be off. seen next to him, right? Exactly. Right, right. I yeah. like that. So Eli or Ellie is a little bit of a, I don't know, uh, it kind of feels to me like Ellie's a little bit of a, sh- you know, shit talker, you know, bullshitter yeah. kind of person, right? Um, uh, a little bit of that, a car lazy... salesman. Yeah. That... <laughs> a little lazy, but like uh, efficient, though. <laughs> yes. Kind of just wants right. to be snarky in the back of the class, making side jokes. The snarky car salesman, I'll, I'll say. Snarky car salesman. Okay. I think that's a, a an interesting... Uh, three characters let's for our final kind of putting this together we have to create two vows um a short-term vow and a long-term vow uh maybe the obvious short-term vow is to uh help the tribe uh mm-hmm. navigate its way around this location yes i yeah helping the the tribe forge its new path i think would be um the short term and i think the long term role would obviously be try to find uh a way to cure or cure yeah it would be able to cure uh the wife cure alba's illness or disability uh find a way to i'm gonna say also like alleviate because maybe like you know there's something that can help soothe it she yeah. is technically dying though so it's so i guess it's getting worse right we've we've learned mm-hmm. it's getting worse so it's about um bringing it back somehow or or yeah possibly yeah. curing her i feel like the catalyst of it is like maybe she she's like having a hard time singing anymore Ooh. like the one few things that she could do is now be like one, the simple one of the small joys she has yes. is now gone Yes, God, so and, and fucking no. tragic. Jesus Christ. <laughs> tragic. We know we know how to make him tragic here at MDRP. Uh, but I so, hope he's like just like a burly, like happy dude at the same time. Like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, do you remember? Did we name him. We haven't named him yet. No, uh, we can do that uh, real quick. Helping the tribe forge this new path. How dangerous do we imagine this? Uh, uh, the difficulty of it, and remember, the higher it goes, the longer it will take to kind of fulfill this uh, this path. With that said, I mean, if if we go to the east and the storm moves in a different direction or something, it could suddenly become an extreme or epic, you know, undertaking. Yeah, I would say for right now, it's possibly formidable, okay. just simply because we don't know where uh, where we're going and the potentiality yes. of the storm shifting before they even have a chance to to complete this uh this uh search of the past so that's a formidable vow and then the the curing of alba's illness is going to have to be probably like an extreme vow yeah okay. it has to be extreme okay i think we've created our character we've we've gotten everything we need uh the bonds i'm going to just make sure you have three bond marks because that's also part of it um but that's it uh we now oh i'm sorry we need to f- we need to roll for these vows um anytime you uh swear a vow you have to roll for it so okay let's just do let's see you're gonna roll plus heart uh we'll start first with the help tribe forge new path 
This is a formidable Val. So you'll roll plus heart. That's a strong hit. <clears throat> On a strong hit, you are emboldened, and it is clear what you must do. You may take plus two momentum. So your momentum can go to four. Sweet. And... Um, it is it is obvious what you must do. What what it, what is obvious that needs to happen? Well, I think it's just like a, a like obviously a cut and dry situation. Mm. The the tribe needs to know where they're going, and without knowing where we're going, the tribe could be potentially in a lot of trouble and a lot of danger. Um, so this is just a necessary mission for the the betterment of and the safety of of everyone involved. Gotcha. Let's swear another iron vow for this more extreme case. Again, you're going to roll plus heart. <coughs> oh, that was a miss. Oh, shit. Fuck. What Damn does that it. Mean? I was going to give you a plus mean, one, too, because um, you're probably swearing this vow to your wife, which you would have a plus one on. But a four is not going to help you in this situation. On a miss. You face a significant obstacle before you before you can begin your quest. Envision what stands in your way and choose one. Um, you can ask the Oracle if you want, but I think we've already kind of discussed that your wife is getting weaker and weaker and there is no obvious cure. She is obviously going to die. And like, mm -hmm. you know, nobody wants... You know, your character refuses to believe it, but, you know, everyone's telling him, like, we don't know what to do. She's just slowly withering away. Um, mm. What's going to happen is that you are either... Well, hold on, let's see. Uh, you press on, suffer minus two momentum, or forsake your vow. Well, we don't want you to forsake our vow. You're going to take no. minus two to your momentum, so you're going to go back to... Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, the, the one vow is clear, cut and dry. The other is nebulous and haunting our character. Mm -hmm. We need to come up with our character's name. Do we want to roll for that yes. or do you have something in mind? No, let's roll. Let's roll that okay. name. We're going to roll for our lovable brawler. Uh, roll a D100 and let's find out who they are. An 89. Ishana. It's mm. plural, it's ah, and shan, uh, not plural, it's it's feminine, ishana. It could be ishan, or ishano, or something like that. Oh, it could be a woman, technically. Yeah, sure, sure it could. Oh no, they couldn't have a kid. <laughs> uh, they could have adopted okay. Quinn. Maybe could that's something we, could, uh, we can We can add on. to the kid. No, I think ishan is fine, actually. Okay, no, I so, like that. so ishana, the female iron, uh, uh, ironmonger. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so I think we'll say that um in terms of the bond Quinn is adopted. Um you know, there was a moment where some folks had a child and you know, there was you, you were able to you know, uh uh Ishana had to say to say no, no no, I'll take on the child. Uh even though it's Now this dude sounds like Batman. <laughs> Oh my God! All roads lead to Batman, or so, you know, all most roads characters, lead to so. Batman. <laughs> Quinn is adopted. Ishana is a beautiful uh, woman, uh, buff warrior and strong woman. warrior woman. Uh, we've got a we've got a Yasha and, and not Bo, but uh, you know, like a limp noodle lover. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, we have our character. They are created. 
Um, could could you give a little bit of a physical description? What's their hair color, eye color, that kind of stuff? Um, I think, yeah, I think Ashana is definitely, like, super beefy. Got, like, straw, like, thing, Amazon, Amazons. Um, they, she's got her hair, like, uh, she's got, like, dark brown hair that's, like, just nicely braided. She's covered kind of a bit in, like, soot and stuff since that, since she's also a part of the, uh, forging. Um, but yeah, super swole, um, probably carries, like, uh, what weapon did we give her? Uh, her fists, oh, is her-, her bare fists. I think, I think because her nickname is Iron Fist that she's got like these, like, just like hard ass gauntlets on her, on her hands that she just carries that she just has. And that's what, why she's also called Iron Fist. I just randomly found uh, a really hot uh, cosplay of some kind of iron uh, uh, blacksmith woman. I think is exactly that uh, is the that is the aesthetic. That's the energy. Yes. So (laughs) total badass. Hard looking. Yes. Total badass. Um, And they have decided to have their or to help their friend. Uh, Their friend. What was their name? Uh, Ellie. Ellie. So to help their friend Ellie do this. So. This is a, a, a journey that is going to be undertaken. Um, we assume you would leave early, Ishana and, and this group. How many people do you think uh, would be in this group? Um, I think uh, definitely the, the four forecasters mainly is the party. And I think maybe just one or two other members of the tribe just so for. So I think okay. uh, it would be Ishana and then like one other person. All right. So six so people total. Of- uh, yeah. The one other person, you know, could be just like another ironmonger, or it could be maybe a, a representative from the historians or the cartographers. Um, cartographers handle the map in terms of like where yes. everybody goes. Uh, so they, yeah, yeah, I, they, yeah, they're they're in charge of kind of like making notes and stuff. So yeah, it would make sense I, to have. I think yeah, I think a cartographer okay. would be coming to to map the landscape. Gotcha. Cartographer comes along. Uh, you guys head east ahead of the tribe into this kind of more arid uh, place with a single peak uh, that we suspect is a dormant volcano. Let's end our session by rolling a... Um, let's see. Do we want to undertake a journey, uh, making it a formidable journey, or do we want to face danger uh, and kind of have it determine the first leg of this trip? Mm. possibly you could also possibly gather information or secure an advantage um all of these kind of first moves um or you could just undertake a journey let's just undertake a journey um because we'll probably face danger once we get more closer to the actual uh peak well, you are going to roll plus wits. This is not Ishana's greatest stat, but that's okay. Let's see what happens. I think because you are leaving from a community that you share a bond with, you can add one. So it would be a six. Oh. We'll just say that okay. you, you roll the five, we'll add one, which makes it a six, which still okay. makes it a weak hit. On a weak hit, you reach a waypoint and mark your progress, but you will suffer minus one supply. So your supply goes down. But let's mark progress uh, on Formidable. It's only one box. 
Okay. Let's roll a d100 to find out what uh, you come upon. We'll do the location descriptor. 26. 26. Fertile. Roll me another d100 to find out what fertile thing we come upon. <laughs> be free. A fertile camp. A fertile camp. C-A-M-P. What does that mean? A fertile camp. Is it it a camp full of women giving birth or... uh... No. (laughs) Or thriving camp. A A thriving thriving encampment. Right. A fertile camp. A farm. We could come upon some kind of strange farm. A fertile camp is... it, it, It could be somewhere where there is something that is fertile, whether it be food or something like that. And an encampment has been made near it or around mm-hmm. it. Mm. Mountains would have rivers, res- like water resources would be a, a, a good place to secure. Because um, ah, then you can do, ir- like a you can do like irrigation. Like a delta, you're saying, like somewhere with Yeah, like water. something like that. Okay. So so they come upon a... a um, where this place is mostly arid, you're saying they come upon a river where there is grass and, and things mm-hmm. growing, uh, and they're yeah. able to kind of get a little bit of respite there. Um, yeah. I think that... <sighs> Eventually we're going to have to make camp, but maybe yeah. it's still too early in the day. I think maybe you just kind of you know fill up your water packs and, and continue on from this point, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, just running the river because uh, it's the safest point. Gotcha. So you begin following the river thinking that it's going to take you kind of the fastest way. And I think that's kind of a good place to bring the session to a close. We okay. have Ishana <laughs> on their way. Uh, the next person is going to have some fun with them. Uh, speaking of, we've done this cycle twice now with all uh, of the players of Mayday. I think yep. it would be fun if next week I brought on a special guest outside of our group. What do you think Ooh, about that? I I love that. All right, my our uh, friend Vince from Black Project Gaming uh, has yes. said that he is interested. So I'm going to invite him next week. We are going to have Vince on. I think his Twitch debut, uh, 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 <laughs> playing Ishana, playing Iron Sworn, and uh, let's see what chaotic uh, direction he takes it oh into. Oh my god! Uh, it'll Hell be fun yeah. to be living the repercussions of Vince's session, you know, for sessions to come. Fuck but yeah. uh, this was a great one. Thank you, Eli, so much for of course, man, being here creating Ishana. I had a great time. Yeah, thanks, man. Of course. I fucking love Iron Sword. This is such a great fucking campaign. It's one yeah, of my man, favorite things really we're doing right now. It's, there's been some hella twists and turns. Yeah, there's been like high moments, low moments. It's it's so good. And you, you have been with us uh, faithfully in the chat every session. I appreciate that. Yes. Uh, so, guys, we are currently on break uh, from releasing episodes for our show Ashoka, but it is coming back. How, how is the editing going, Eli? Uh, it's going. We're we're working uh, tirelessly to get nice. our back half uh, going. So I, I can't wait to show off the next leg of uh, of Ashoka and what what you guys are up to. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> but uh, that's going to be coming May fourteenth. So uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, stay tuned for our regularly scheduled shows tomorrow. Uh, Allegra is going to have a special guest on as well. They are having on Carly of Spot Hidden. 
So that'll Bobby. be a fun cross promotion thing where we bring <laughs> Carly on and they talk about some cool person from history. So expect that oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe we'll do another Jackbox or something like that. But check us out. Check out our podcasts. And uh, thanks as always for listening and tuning in, guys. Awesome. Yeah, have a good one, guys. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.